podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Season 4, episode 11. I'm your host, Jazz Wilson, and I am here with the team, Lucy Wilson. Hello. And remotely, Anna Neary. Hello. And Tom Hazelden. Hello. How is everybody doing? Hot. Hot. It is very hot. Yeah. Sneezy. Sneezy. Hay fever season is here. Yes, uh, hot yeah. and sneezy. And I'll let you name the other five dwarves. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. For you today, we have kicking us off album of the week. We have some interesting articles and uh, an event we were involved in. We shall talk about our game, who's that character, and then finishing off with recommendations. So, kicking us all off, let's start with album of the week. Ba-da. Album of the week. Ba-ba-bum. Yeah. And it was a little different this week as we were part of Inspiration Theatre's Eurovision musical theatre style. We all decided to listen to a different version of the same album and Let's see how interesting it was. Lucy, kick us off with the album you listened to and what you thought about it. So the album was Rocky Horror Picture Show and I had the Broadway version from 2000 um, and it was interesting to say the least. Um, I didn't realise how much I knew the original soundtrack from the original film until I listened to this version because I just had so many moments where I was listening to a particular song and it kind of almost made me jump and think why are you singing it like that that's not how it's meant to be sung um and I I get that you can't do the songs exactly the same as the original otherwise there'd be no point in redoing an album but the things that they changed I didn't really understand why they changed I didn't know I, I don't think it made the album any better if that makes sense so I don't think it was necessary for them to do this album as such but I mean they're, they're still really good songs it just wasn't my favorite version of the album I've listened to I guess I think they tried to make it more cool rocky rather than quirky and weirdly rocky if that makes sense um the track that was probably redone the best i would say was hot patootie um i don't know if that's because i don't know that one as well as the other songs from the original show that i thought that but i actually did quite like the way they did hot patootie out of all of the songs i did not enjoy sweet transvestite at all um Again, this is matter of opinion because some people might have loved the way it was done. I just it just wasn't for me. Um, the guy who sang it, uh, his name was Tom Hewitt. I don't know if you know him. Um, I'll look him up and let you know if he's done anything else later. Um, he sang it in a really really rocky way, but he just didn't quite sound quirky enough to be Frankenfurter to me. Um, so yeah, I'd probably give it three out of five mics because it is still a good album. It's just not as good as the original, in my opinion. Good. Very good. Anna, 
your version you listened to, what you thought of it. Give it a couple of mics and your favourite song. Awesome. So I had the Rocky Horror Glee Show version from the TV show. That it was done in 2010, the album. They haven't done all the songs. So I think there's yeah, there's seven songs that they did for their, like, because they did it, the Rocky Horror Picture Show is their, like, main musical in the TV show. Um, so they didn't have all the songs in it. But um, I quite, when I remember watching that episode and I quite liked what they did with it, but the songs themselves, if you've ever watched Glee, all the songs are very Gleeified. <laughs> similar to the rest of the tv show and all the songs that they do in it it, they i don't know there's just like you know you know what i mean when i say they're gleeified (laughs) but i quite liked uh their sweet transvestite because if you know the character mercedes she actually played played frankenfurter in the show and i thought that worked really well and different and so her version of sweet transvestite i quite liked and i thought that was actually a brave choice and was really good yeah, and I quite liked whatever happened to Saturday Night in that version as well. But again, I think because the film is so iconic, it's just not the same, is it? Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to also give this album three mics. Just because it's not all the songs either. So I like the way they've switched the roles for the Sweet Transvestite. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I think because it's an obvious change, it makes it a bit better than just being a subtle change because there's kind of a reason yeah. for it to be the way it is. Because I think with the glue cast that they had, it was quite obvious who was going to play who. Like, uh, if you know the characters, Finn and Rachel were obviously going to be Brad and Janet. Uh, gosh, who's the who's the guy in the wheelchair? Uh, the professor? No, oh, in, in Glee, Archie. Yeah, Archie, he was obviously the Dr. Scott. Um and yeah, it was just really obvious. And then obviously Mercedes, who is such an incredible singer, there was just nothing for her. And then she was like, well, I want to play Frankenfurter. And yeah, it worked really, really well. So I thought that was good. Awesome. Sorry, just quickly going back to Tom Hewitt. Um, I've just found his Wikipedia page and he is just known for doing Broadway shows. He has appeared in The Lion King, Art, The School for Scandal, The Sisters Rosenswig. The Boys from Saracuse, Jesus Christ Superstar, and Amazing Grace. And he was actually awarded, he wasn't awarded, sorry, he was nominated for a Tony Award for his portrayal of Frankenfurter in the 2000 revival of Rocky Horror Picture Show. So, I mean, it's clearly just a matter of opinion because from hearing it, I didn't enjoy him, but clearly some people have enjoyed him because otherwise he wouldn't have been nominated for award. I guess maybe... When you actually see the show, it's different than just hearing it. Cool. Wow. Wow. Tom, over to you. What version did you listen to? Uh, How many mics did you give it and your favourite song from it? I had the the 2016 uh, film version, the remake, which we watched. It was a live, wasn't it? A couple of years. It wasn't live, no. Oh, I thought Um, they they did like a live. Was that Rocky Horror Live? Not that I'm aware of. It It was an actual film. Uh, it did kind of have that feel to it, I guess. Yeah, so we've seen the film. Uh, the Yeah, the soundtrack's fine. Uh, it's nothing special. Like, I'd probably give it like two mics out of five. There's some, some good versions. Like, uh, same again, Hot Patootie is, is better in this version, I think. Or uh, maybe it's not better, but it's different because it's Adam Lambert. So it's kind of a glam rock thing rather than like a proper rock and roll. But then I guess in... in 
context of the show it probably works a bit better as as meatloaf because he's a bit more well i just think like the rock and roll thing is is like the complete counter opposite of like frankenfurter whereas the glam rock thing is a bit more his style so i don't know but it sounds good because adam lambert's got a great voice um it's also got victoria justice who was in victorious on nickelodeon she sounds great and laverne cox as frankenfurter who's um i think laverne cox is is transgender so they they took a different approach to frankenfurter there which is a bit more you know, a bit, a bit more this generation, yeah, a bit more modern. Um, yeah, so, soundtrack's fine. Um, I don't know. Have you guys seen the film, Jazz and Lucy? Uh, I don't think I've seen that version. No. No, no. not that version. It's, uh, it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair it's just like I don't know. It it completely missed the mark. They they got Kenny Ortega to direct it. Who do, directed? Directed High School mm. Musical and Descendants, which I think. I kind of thought it was like a stroke of genius because I feel like Rocky Horror is kind of about pretending, you know, it's 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 all about people pretending that their sexuality is is one thing, and when in reality it's like a whole spectrum of different things, which I think is why Rocky Horror is so ahead of its time. So I thought for them to get a Disney director in, that's a great idea because it it fits that so well. It's quite, it could. They're quite Disney-fied characters, Brad and mm. Janet, until they go into the house. But, but I don't I, know; it just it just I, kind of missed the mark. Yeah, I feel like when we watched it, it was made. It felt like a high, a high school. It musical felt like a Disney Channel film, Rocky Horror. Yeah, and it was yeah. very when it was very good at the beginning when they were all sweet and lovely. But I guess that point when they it we just didn't it, it just when, carried on. Yeah, it just wasn't that sexual or anything. It just didn't have that vibe at all. But um, no. yeah, I think that kind of translates kind of... to the soundtrack a bit. Mm. Sorry, you saying? Sorry, which is kind of what you would expect from him as a director, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just you almost need a director to direct him to direct. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> thought like like for example, the the Disney are doing all their remakes, and they got Guy Ritchie to do Aladdin, who you know famously does quite nitty gritty like. British films, and I thought like that's that's the perfect director for an Aladdin remake. And then I was really disappointed with the end result, and I thought the same about Rocky Horror. I was like, I never would have picked this guy to direct it, but I think it's like a stroke of genius on whoever hired him. And then it wasn't. But Tim Curry's in it, so you know, there's that at least. He plays the yeah. he plays the narrator. True. But yeah, I wonder how much pressure there is externally. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how much is is down to Kenny Ortega and how much is down to executive telling him what he needs to do. Um, so you know, it might not be him that is held accountable. And I mean, some people are going to like it anyway. And there's, like I said, there are good things about it. Like Victoria Justice as Janet is a good shout. Laverne Cox, I didn't think was great as Frankenfurter, but I thought it was a great idea to cast someone that was transgender because. I feel like that's kind of what Frankenfurter is kind of a box that Frankenfurter would fit in, but I don't think it was as much of a thing when the original film was out, so I don't think audiences would have connected to it as much, whereas now, you know, everyone knows what transgender means. So But yeah, it's yeah, the the album is is fine. Like it's not you know, not groundbreaking, but yeah. Anyway, jazz. What about you? How many mics are you giving it? I get, I gave it two. I think two. Like I said, Fair some enough. some songs are good, some songs are well, they're all okay. Yeah, so two. So yeah, that's what you get when you take a show and then it gets remade in different formats. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I listened to the 1975 film version. Yeah, which is 
classic and probably the sound that most people know when you hear the soundtrack. That's what most people will hear. Um, I love it. Um, I mean, Rich O'Brien, Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon. There's Meatloaf doing Hot Patootie. It's just... Just iconic sounds. Can I uh, can I give you a fact about the original film? Which just reminded me of Susan Sarandon while they were filming uh, the whole thing uh, had pneumonia, like really what? bad pneumonia. Richard O'Brien what? said that she would finish one take and she'd be like shivering on the floor <gasps> and sweating. I um, don't know that. God. Yeah. Wow. We we do a music we do a quiz every Saturday and last week we did musical theatre so I uh, I. Was googling some Rocky Horror facts, and that was that was one of them. Whoa! Yeah, crazy. That's mental. That is crazy. And and oh, they and they were in a, a a castle which was leaking and cold and didn't have any heating or anything. So, oh, that's going to help. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Anyway, oh my. yeah, my favorite and will always be my favorite is Sweet Transvestite. There's just I've heard so many different versions, but Tim Curry's still sounds the way i expect it to sound Where were yeah we? <laughs> i just I, I just love the sound of it it's so iconic um i'm gonna give it four mics and i tell you why it's one mic less because listening to the soundtrack without the visuals if you listen to it for the first time you might be a bit confused i yeah. don't feel that the soundtrack fully it's like a whole, it's like a whole experience, isn't it? And then if you take out the visuals, that's yeah. You it feels like you miss miss a lot. Yeah, it's like Halloween just having screams without ghosts. It's just <laughs> you know you only get half the experience. Mm. But yes, so that was us listening to every single version. Of Rocky Horror. I don't even know if there's more versions oh, than that. Well, I mean, there's like there's the West. Surely there's West End version, and there's the tour that we we've, we've seen, and God knows what else. Yeah. So, but yeah, if you listen to a version, let us know what version you've listened to. Um, it'd be interesting to find out and why you listen to that version. Some people pick that version because, like, oh, I heard it first, or it's my favorite, or it's completely different to the version everyone else listens to. Yeah. I'd I'd recommend the the British one if you can find that to watch or listen to, the British tour. You know the one that we watched like a couple uh, of weeks with uh, a, a, Ben Forster, Ben Forster, and David Padella and, and Stephen Fry, and God knows that yeah. that was so that, good, and that's that such a good, a good album, such a good like modernization of it without you know taking away any of the without compromising the original film yeah. and ruining it. I think it's a really good up to date version. Anyway. completely agree with you there yeah. yeah and also i reckon if they do have an album for it it'll be a live album yeah I which i love a live album yeah. not everyone does I love but... A live could, album. but could they just take the audio from the recording there's no reason why yeah probably yeah. everyone was mic'd up um, and it was like it was a good enough quality yeah david to... Bedella as frankenstein as well as frankenfurter sorry um is so good like he's like ripped as well Yes, yeah. <laughs> he like, he looks so scary in that role, but it, oh, it's awesome, so good. Yeah, very good. Okay, so that's all the versions we listen to. So back to spinning the wheel and finding out whose album is going to be next. So let's spin the wheel, Anna Friel. 
Tom, it is you. Yay. You have been chosen by the gods. Oh, thank you, gods. You're welcome. <laughs> so, my album of the week is... I can't remember if we've had this before in a different format. I don't think we have, though. So, uh, my album is something that Anna introduced me to maybe... A week or two ago? <gasps> Is that also going to be yours? No, but I'm oh, so okay. glad you picked it. Um, <laughs> I'm hope, well, I hope you know what I'm going to pick. So anyway, do I. recently I they did an off-Broadway production of Little Shop of Horrors, which is one of my favourite films and musicals. Uh, and we didn't know that they'd released the off-Broadway cast album. So, uh, Anna wow. kind of stumbled upon it randomly on Spotify. So, yeah, it's it's got... Um, Jonathan Groff, who is Kristoff in Frozen and was uh, in Hamilton. original Hamilton. Uh, it's got Kristen Ball, who's freaking huge. Um, there, there's 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 loads of people in it that you wouldn't expect to see in an off-Broadway production, um, which is good because it's quite refreshing. I think this was the production that Jeremy Jordan yeah, was taking yeah, was. over, yeah, as yeah. well as Seymour. So Jonathan Groff was which we Seymour, spoke about. and Jeremy oh, Jordan was going to take over, but obviously didn't because of coronavirus. I could see Ben Platt as a Seymour. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. off-topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, it's the 2019 off-Broadway one. So if you type in Little Shop, it's like a white album. With a little, I mean, it's got a little shovel fires with the plant underneath and a little red blood splatter in the corner uh, that says the new off Broadway cast album. But yeah, if you if you look for Little Shop of Horrors, it's the one that is got the new off Broadway production in brackets at the end. So not the film version and not the stage version. Yeah, I've heard some clips of it and it sounds freaking amazing. They've like they've changed up. I was going to say remix, but that sounds wrong. They've <laughs> they've changed up some of the some of the songs and it's got this new weird sort of rocky sound but it sounds amazing and it's a really good take on it and i assume alan menkin was something to do with that as well because you know he's still around and he loves to work on all his stuff he's listed um on the bottom you know when you scroll yeah, yeah yeah no i saw that I, and I howard that. ashman as well i think howard ashman's yeah. dead though isn't he ah he might not be <laughs> I, I don't know but anyway um yeah so i was something i've been wanting to listen to for ages and i didn't realize we were going to be able to Woo-hoo. speaking of alan menken though this i don't know if we spoke about this but you you mentioned this that he's working on night of the museum the musical yes Whoa. did you know that i don't think we spoke about he, that he um had a, like a i think it was like some children in america won a contest and they got a one-to-one session with alan menken on um skype or zoom or whatever and he revealed his uh, latest things that he was working on um, and he revealed that he was working on the current live action Little Mermaid and Night of the Museum the musical I think that'll either be really great or really tack but we'll find uh, out yeah. the, the music will be good either way I could imagine like if they're clever about it the artefacts that they, they could have in the museum could be really well done like yeah. the, the, the skeleton T-Rex in the museum uh, oh, oh god yeah I didn't even think about that and, so cool. yeah, um, it would be like a puppet won't it yeah, yeah. Um, go really war horse with it but yeah I no, I, I didn't think we'd spoken about that. Anyway, we speak about that when we get some more news about it. But yeah, Little Shop of Horrors, Off-Broadway. Awesome. So our album this week for you to listen to is the Off-Broadway cast recording of Little Shop of Horrors. Do listen to it and let us know what you think. You can contact us on the socials or you can email us. It's allanact at outlook.com. That was all for... Ba-da! Album of the week! Ba-ba-bum. Yeah!
Okay, now on to... News and... It is News and... And firstly, let's kick off with something positive. And it's positive for all of us because we spent time, blood, sweat and tears, into a project, mainly Tom, because he had a massive, massive part in this. But we took part in Inspiration Theatre's Eurovision uh, song contest but it was musical theatre styley, and we were sat there and we watched it and we watched the other contestants do their thing and then everyone voted and then we watched the results section and there was what 14 15 14 people um and it got we watched from 14 to 10. Okay, we're still on, still not in there. Watch from 10 to 5. Nope, still not in there. 10 to 3. Nope, still not in Knew there. Knew we'd made it to the top 3. Top 3. Like, cool. Top 3. We we spent some time on it. We, we were happy with it. We re-recorded some bits because things weren't didn't quite look right. And then we get to the end and voila, we win. Winners. Winners. <laughs> So we won. <laughs> we won the 2020. We won, amazingly. Eurovision. So thank you to everyone who watched, shared, voted, supported. We were chuffed. We're over the moon. It was, it was good fun doing it as well. Yeah. It was something that's a little bit different that we would have probably never have done anything like it if we weren't in lockdown. So it was really cool. Yeah, something different. Mm. We were talking to a friend about how... Lockdown has sort of opened up all these opportunities for people that they previously were too sort of bogged down with with other stuff to do. Um, and yeah, I think that's a good example. We probably wouldn't have had the time to do it otherwise. And yeah, it was it was good fun. And now we know we can. And <laughs> yeah, strange, strangely, it was all thanks to lockdown that yeah. we were able to to do it. I guess. Yeah. Um, so maybe something for the future when things go back to a, a new normal um, we'll see how things we'll see how things go we'll see how time goes for all of us um, we just managed to squeeze this in, um, in in our normal daily lives to do to record the podcast but yeah I was I was very chuffed it was a interesting process so <laughs> There's a scene, if you've watched the video, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, the link is in the show notes below. I just want to say, I'm surprised. Sorry, I was just going to say, I was surprised how, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I was surprised how professional Inspo Theatre, like, ran the live stream, like all the transitions and stuff like that. It was, yeah, it Mm. wasn't, I didn't expect it to be that high production, that like that high quality. And I was very impressed with with it on their end. Yeah. yeah. So, well done, Josh. Yeah, especially because it seemed to be a bit of a one-man show. Really, yeah. Didn't yeah. It? I, I think he did a brilliant job. Amazing. And it was, it was. I, I was saying I preferred it to normal Eurovision because it was a, just a <laughs> bit like, you know, it's not, not everything. I knew the songs. Yeah, but not, not everything on it is like to the same, you know, standard and quality. So it's like interesting to see what people have done with, with what they had. Um, and it was yeah. and it was fun. Some of them were some of them were quite funny. I think like 
I think all of them had funny moments in. So yeah, um, very yeah. funny, weird, weird and wonderful. Some of them. I was gonna say a little funny story. Filming this and doing the shot where Riff Raff is up in the window. Lucy's outside in the garden. Freezing yeah, cold. It by was the way, cold. Every it time we nine. film, it's cold. Um, and I'm up in the window, and it's the only light on in the row of houses where we live. And our gardens back onto other people's gardens. And I could see people in their gardens looking up at me all dressed up with the light on in the window. It was the most bizarre thing ever. And then I... we do for theatre. Yeah. And then I said, oh, can you guys film it again for me? Yeah. (laughs) So we did it again the second night. (laughs) With an even brighter light on. (laughs) Yeah, it was, was funny. It was very funny. I understand, Tom and Anna, you had an interesting experience with a light. Well, Anna's Anna's dad, because we were recording it at Anna's house, got a light for Christmas from my from uncle, his un- from his brother, and uh, and we used it in the shot. So <laughs> we managed to. Well, I don't think they were that bothered about watching us. They just but it was like the light did. It was like, oh, Andrew, your uh, your your lights in the video, and he was like, oh, I've got to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. So did he realise you weren't actually filming the actual light? It was. I think so. Yeah. yeah. No, I think so. <laughs> he was so. very impressed though, and loved that we did the like mimic mimic takes the video frame did by you frame. You say mimic takes. Mimic take. Mimic. Mimic take. I like that new word. Yeah. Is that not a word? Mimic. <laughs> and I, to look that I up. don't know. Take from another word. Do you mean mimicked? Yeah, that mimicked, and oh. I can think of the other word you've mashed it with, but I'm I don't know what thick, it is. I'm everybody. <laughs> I l- no, I love that. No. I'm going to start using that word. Mimitaked. Yeah, mimitaked. I like that. Sounds like a real word. Add it to your dictionary. Yeah, there we go. Um, oh, I wonder if, if you meant to say, like, Im- imitated. I don't know. Ah, uh, maybe. Ah, imitate and mimicked. Yeah. Yeah, there we go, Anna. You're Am I wrong? We knew what you meant. It's fine. Yeah. Exactly. Tom, how was the editing process for you? Because just to let people know, Tom took the lead as director and editor for this. <laughs> director project. and producer. Yes. Um, how how was it, Tom? Yeah, it was all right. Uh, it was it was it was pretty easy to edit, to be honest. But the the thing that was difficult was that we we had to play around with where the shots went so it was easy to edit but it wasn't necessarily easy to put together that might sound a bit stupid because they might sound like the same thing but trying to figure out what shots could go where was difficult because yeah. we had an idea in our head but then you know we had like 24 hours to do it so uh yeah it was just just the case of like still wasn't perfectly happy with the end result but it's like the whole kind of working to a time pressure and Everything's taken a bit of a dip in sort of quality while lockdown's been on. So it was, yeah, it was fun to, it was fun to do. It's like trying to put, do a puzzle when you don't know what the picture is that you're doing a puzzle of. You know what I mean? It's like just yeah. trying to figure out as you go along. But yeah, no, it was, it was good fun. Good, good fun. Good. It was very good. So thank you, Josh, once again for inviting us along to do that. We had great fun. We enjoyed the whole process. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Anna, you briefly just want to touch on another article? Yes. Um, 
go on. And also, as well, before I mention the article, can we just announce the sad news that Phantom is not oh, yeah, going on tour? Mm. It's had to cancel. Yes. It's very sad. The, the tour Can't believe it. Yeah, the, 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 sh- the West End show is fine. The actual UK tour had to be cancelled, which is ridiculous. Like, I just can't believe it. Yeah. Something, doesn't it? Mm. Well, we don't know what the theatre's going to look like after this, no, do we? For a while, anyway. A so. Anyway, sorry, Lucy? I was just going to say, I don't know if any, any of you know, we literally just saw that Phantom was closing before we started yeah. uh, recording, Jazz and I, so I haven't read anything about it yet, but I wonder if it's because they don't have time to get the rehearsals together before it's meant to tour. Yeah, possibly. If it's the fact that some of the theatres they were meant to be touring to might not be open, or if it's the fact of, like, financially it's not doable. It would, I, I don't know mm. which factor is kind of leading. The statement they just said it was due to COVID-19. Also, so. you've, you've got to look at how many people are going to be allowed into a theatre at the same time and if that's financially viable mm. for them to go ahead. Exactly. If it's half yeah. the people and it's not going to make their money back, then they might have just cancelled mm. it out of like, OK, well, we'll wait until the theatres are full up again. Mm. But, but Yeah, hopefully it's just a postponed like by a year yeah. rather than a fully cancelled. Yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, it says here, there's a quote from Cameron McIntosh and the really useful group. Says great uncertainty around the duration of social distancing requirements and the financial situation in which many regional theatres find themselves has conspired to make rerouting an entire major tour like Phantom impossible. Interesting. That's awful. So, so it is to do with exactly what you said then, Tom. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think will be the case with a lot of things. But yeah, so you know, awful. Hey, hey. It's it's like it's not just theatre; it's affected. So I think everything is going to be changing in some format, like theatre included. You know what I mean? Like, everything's going to... Yeah, every, everyone's going to have a different outlook and be like, you know, like restaurants, for example. It's like, well, we have to look at social distancing options for, for people eating in a... Lots of people eating in a room together. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, okay. so that was just my little side thing I wanted to just say, because I thought yep. that was really sad. Um, yes. uh, BBC News um, released an article about Prince Charles um, to do with the arts. Um, I think out of all the royals and public figures out there, Prince Charles is one of the main supporters for the arts, I think. I don't know another British public figure that isn't more supportive than Prince Charles towards the arts. I think Harry's quite big on the arts because, mm. well, Meghan is well, yeah, was an actress. But, uh, so the Prince of Wales uh, was raising concerns um, he about orchestras and theatres will survive the coronavirus and he made a statement saying it's absolutely crucial that they come back twice as enthusiastic as before. That was with an interview with Classic FM. He uh, spoke to them. Lot, even massive theatre companies like the National Theatre, the Royal Shakespeare Company, the Globe, like the South Bank Centre have all publicly announced that they are facing financial collapse without any government assistance due to COVID-19. So they are, the government are not helping anyone, not even, like, I would say they're national treasures, basically. Things like the Globe and stuff, they have, they make London what they are and make us, like, the UK what it is. Like, theatre is such a big part of the uk and it's so sad that we aren't get well the theater is not getting the recognition that it needs unfortunately yeah so it's nice that um prince charles did a shout out to uh the theater and the arts out there 
um because no one else has <laughs> yeah it's just hope something more does come of it but mm. you you just don't know do no. you no no they can yeah government aren't doing anything so we'll have to do it ourselves yeah true and the prince of wales charities support the arts and heritage and all of that so hopefully a boost will go to them and and he'll he'll branch out to yeah he's a he's a patron as well for the royal uh opera and uh president of the royal ballet so um obviously he supports that kind of side of things as well yeah good good the ballet needs some love too yeah all of it does indeed indeed (laughs) love ballet please we will get there. We'll, we will get back mm-hmm. on top. It, there will eventually be a day where you can sit next to someone in a theatre. I believe that. I really do. Mm. Not saying that's gospel, but that's just my my personal belief. It will come a day when you won't have to be two metres apart from somebody else that you do not know. But we'll see. Mm. We'll see. We shall see. Very good. That was all for... Newsan. Thank you, Newsan. Now on to a game, I think. Who's that character? Who's that character? Who, 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 who? Who is that character? character? Tom, do you want to head this one up this week? Yes, please. Good. So, pick a character, pick an order, pick a prize. My prize will be I'll clap outside the door for you like you do for like people are doing for the NHS. <laughs> and I'll film it. Okay. So well, you're just clapping for you, Anna. Then I'll film it. Okay. <laughs> and who would like to go first? Okay, okay. I want everyone to think of an object in their head. Just a random object. Okay. Everyone got one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the person that's going to go first is the person whose item would be most embarrassing to try and get through custom. Oh. So, Anna, what's your item? A key. Lucy, what's your item? A ruler. And Jazz, what's your... A lamp. Yeah, that would be... Ooh. I think Jazz wins. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think a ruler and a key through customs is quite normal. Okay, yeah. I, you know, I was, I was thinking... Anna made a face like she was disappointed with her answer, but I think a key would be pretty embarrassing if the things go off and you're like, oh, sorry, sorry, I left my key in my oh, pocket. Keys, However, yeah. yeah, Jazz, Lamp wins. So go Jazz, <laughs> Anna, Lucy. Uh, okay. And you thought of a character, yes? Yes. <laughs> no. Okay. Are they male? Yes. Are they uh, a man? Like, is it a man? <laughs> is it a grown-up man? Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, is it an adult male? Yes. Yeah. Is the show a, a, like about this man mainly? Yes. Sorry, that was a really weird way to ask that. Is question. he the main character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, y- yeah. Have any of us seen this production? No. Is have any of us been in it? No. Is it a Broadway show? Um, it might have been a Broadway show. Let me just have a look. Yes. 
Mm. Oh. Um, is the name of the main character in the title of the show? Yes. Do you like this show? Um, yeah. Has it also been a West End show? That was yeah with a question mark, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, does he have a love interest? Oh, that is a good question. I am going to say I think so. Okay. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think so. Has it been an album of the week, the show? Oh, good question. No. Is it a fairly new show, as in new, like, since 2000? Yes. Okie dokie. Hmm. There's there's a there's a little bit more to that question, I guess, Lucy. But has has the show been? Is the show new? Ah. Yes. Was there an old version of the show? No. Okay. But you're along the right lines. Is it a revived show? No. No. Was it a film? Yes. Ah. Ah. Is it Beetlejuice? No. Is it the prince from the Prince of Egypt? No. Ah. Oh, you're both thinking of really good shows, and I still can't. I'll give you a clue. Anything. The film's quite old. Prince of Egypt's not old. Older than that. Um, is it a religious show? No. Oh. You'd have thought we'd have got better at this by now, wouldn't you? You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? <laughs> um. Never. Oh my. <laughs> You haven't said that in a while, Jazz. Yeah, well. Oh you my! You haven't seen me in a while. That's yeah. <laughs> I don't want to rub it in, but. Um... Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> I'll, I'll, you, you do all know what the show is and who this person is. Whether or not you know that you know, you all know you one. Don't know the theme you all know one you song from it. It's because it is it because it was in the film. No. Oh. Come on, Jasmine. Uh, I'll give you another clue as well. The film, I don't think, is a musical. You don't know this show very well, do you? No. You're just guessing. Yeah. He's just made up his own musical. (laughs) 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 Is the show primarily a dancey musical? It is quite dancey, yes. But I wouldn't say that it's primarily dancey. But there, there is a lot of. Uh, I'll give you a clue. There's a lot of tap in it. I think. Ooh, is it Frankenstein from Young Frankenstein? Are you talking about Victor or the monster? Both. Which... <laughs> two, two separate uh, characters. Which one's Frankenstein? Well, there's Frankenstein's monster, or there's Victor Frankenstein. Who's which the doctor? one's the title of the show? <laughs> Well, that'll be Victor, but yeah, both. Is it Victor Frankenstein from Young Frankenstein, or is it the other one? What What are you asking me? I don't know. You I would say she... Victor Frankenstein, and then you looked at me like that was the wrong answer. So, <laughs> is it Victor Frankenstein from Young Frankenstein? No. Oh. Is it Frankenstein's monster? Lucy, it's Frankenstein's monster from yeah. Young oh, Frankenstein. No, I didn't want to win. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Good one. Well done. 
Good. That was I a good only one got it because it was Anna's answer. I think you should clap for Anna, really. Nah, you can clap for Lucy. Tom claps for me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Does he? No. Out <laughs> bed. Well done. Yeah. No, that's what I do to him. Awesome. Well done, Tom. That was. Who's that character? Who's that character? Who, 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 who? Who is that character? character? And it has got to that time in the show where unfortunately we are going to have to go. But before we go, we are going to give you a recommendation, not necessarily a theatre one. So, Anna, kick us off with your recommendation. Oh, no. I recommend that you... Oh, I know what to recommend. Oh, what am I doing? It's an app. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't think I do. Yeah, I recommend an app called Duolingo, and it helps you learn a language. Cool. What language are you learning? I took Spanish at GCSE, and I'm relearning it again. But it's very good because you put in your age and like how much you want to learn, um, and you can do like a time limit for like, daily uh, lessons and things. And yeah, you can do it as much or as little as you want. So it's very good. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, so it'd be great for kids, great for you guys, great for your grandparents, anyone that wants to learn a language. And I thought this would be the perfect time to start doing that. Very good. Mm. Lucy, your recommendation? My recommendation is, you know when you like put on YouTube and the first thing that comes up is like COVID-19 updates from the parliament. Mm-hmm. Anyone else get that? Yeah, yeah. breaking news. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's very tempting to click on that and then you get really depressed and it's just a downward spiral. So what I suggest you do instead is watch Lad Baby or Lad Baby and Sons because they are hilarious. <laughs> they make me forget about everything that's going on in the world. So the first channel, Lad Baby, is like just him. And his wife, most of the time, like he does funny things to his wife. And then the lad, baby and sons is him and his two little boys. One of them's probably not quite two and the other one's probably three, nearly four. And they are really cute, but really funny as well. Um, I definitely recommend watching them. It's very funny. Very funny. Some of the things they come out with makes me chuckle. Tom, your recommendation. Uh, My recommendation is... I bought some cider the other day from Tesco because I fancied a drink and we they have this like rhubarb cider called O-M-G. Rosie's Pig <laughs> Rhubarb Cider. And yeah, I wanted to try some and it's so, so good. So yeah, I recommend it. It's called Rosie's Pig Rhubarb Cider, Cloudy Rhubarb Cider. I don't know if it's gluten-free jazz. It is. Cider is gluten-free. Then Huzzah! you can enjoy it too. <laughs> um, Wonderful. And funny yeah, enough, it's really I nice. am drinking currently, well, not at this precise moment, but have been drinking Brothers Rhubarb and Custard Cider. Oh, <laughs> I haven't tried that. but Oh, it's um, so good. You'll love it. This, this, what a coincidence. This yeah. one, this one so tastes weird. just like, like juice. Does it? Yeah, which I like. Ah, in which case, rhubarb and custard one you'll love, and it actually tastes like rhubarb and custard sweet. Yeah, I recommend it. (laughs) At the moment, moment in uh, Tesco's, they sell a box of four cans, and they're £5 or two for £9. You can get eight cans for £9. Um, but we got stupid record link passion fruit instead as well, which which I also love. But this one's so nice, so good. 
nice. forgotten what it's like to buy and drink alcohol. I didn't like when you said um, eight cans for nine pounds. I was like, whoa, that's so expensive. And then I remembered <laughs> that actually I haven't drunk alcohol for such a long time that actually that is normal price of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, Very nice. true. Good. Uh, my recommendation is find yourself a project. So I am always doing weird and wonderful things, as Lucy will vouch for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started looking at some outdoor furniture with the idea that if the government changes lockdown rules and they say, OK, you can have people, you can meet people in your gardens, say, for instance, then we were like, oh, OK, well, we can have that. But we haven't really got much for people to sit on. So we looked at big like outdoor sofas and we were looking at them and they were really, really expensive. So I said to Lucy, well, why don't I build something? I've built stuff with pallets before, like they're good enough wood, they're stable, they'll work. Just so happens that one of our neighbours was having their garden landscaped and they were throwing out pallets and bits of wood. So I said to the guy, any chance I can take them off your hands? And he said, I'll drive them around in the trailer. So I bought some other bits for it but i did some calculations and last night i looked at the size of what i've built so it is it is two meters by 2.8 meters roughly um to buy that is over 500 pounds and for me to make it i'd spent just over 100 pounds so the saving was incredible and it's custom built to our garden. So we haven't had to add extra bits. So because our garden's on a slope, um, we haven't had to adapt it at all. And we got what we wanted and for a quarter of the price. And also with not going to work, it's kept me occupied and, and something to do. And it took me 10 days and I am by no means a carpenter of any sort yeah just a, an idea in our head of what we wanted and the way you went work it out as you go along mm. so yeah definitely get a project no matter what it is big or small get something that will occupy your time for a long time very good okay so we are going a last word from you lucy bye anna adios <laughs> tom can I leave you with a fact that's on my bag of Cadbury's animal biscuits? You can. I'm <laughs> going to say bye, and Tom's going to leave you with a fact. Goodbye. Did you know the world's tiniest monkey is about the size of a banana? It's oh. ah. at podcast. Back to you, Jazz, in the studio.